0: dot com to start winning.
1: The rivalry is back on.
2: Well, 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 everybody. The Indianapolis Colts take down the number one seed. They defeat the New England Patriots on Saturday night football score of 27 to 17. The Indianapolis Colts moved to eight and six on the season move up from the number six seed to the number five seed all in the span of one evening Derek oh my goodness what a game for the Colts I mean we talked about it all week leading up we said man this is Patriots week this is a game the Colts had to have like out of every single game you know people were like this wasn't most important this isn't the most important game I said BS this is, is the most important game you have not beat New England since we were in middle school 2009. You haven't beat New England. you played them, what, three, four times? You have not beaten them once. And you go and you take care of business. And honestly, I know the score is only by 10. The Colts dominated this game. They straight up are punching New England in the mouth, especially in that first half. And I just want to get into this, man, because I was at this game. This was a crazy game, um, first off. I'll just say that. Absolutely insane because, my goodness, what a roller coaster with this team. I mean – get to have such the highest of highs in that first quarter. Then all of a sudden in that fourth quarter, we're like holding our breath. Oh boy, here we go again. Right. Yeah. We're doing it again. For me, I was like, they better not pull at Tampa Bay, you know, where they're up by double digits. And then they let that happen. Even a bigger margin. Right. It can't yeah. let that happen. Um, but the Colts are able to hold on. Um, obviously the game winner, the game sealer, Jonathan Taylor, 67 yards to the house MVP. In my opinion, I mean, I don't think there's a question anymore, Derek. He is the MVP. I mean, I think he is. I know a lot of people say it's not a running backs award, but like show me what player has been more valuable to their team this year than John. This Greenfield. year.
0: Yeah, right. And everyone keeps saying the same argument It's why didn't Henry get it last year? Yeah, but you have to look at it from the perspective of every different thing. First off, there were other players last year. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, as of last year, who was playing at an elite level, And was taking his team practically single-handedly all the way to where they got. Okay, with a new head coach, everything going on, Aaron Rodgers was just unbelievable the previous year. And again, you have to look at it from the perspective of how much he's getting involved, okay? Derrick Henry is getting five more carries per game on average than what Jonathan Taylor is. A lot of times, sometimes it's 10. I mean, you have to look at it from the usage percentage. And again. I can talk stats with people all day long. Titans fans aren't going to want to listen to it cuz that's just them. They they they're obsessed with Derrick Henry. You can't you can't argue with them that the yards per carry thing is so much more valuable than anybody can actually imagine. But right now, you are seeing it because right now Cody, I mean, what Jonathan Taylor's doing for this Colts team? I mean, you could argue if Jonathan Taylor's not playing for this team right now, this team might potentially not win a game. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. The, the remainder of the schedule, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been single-handedly putting this offense on his back. I mean, seventy percent, over seventy percent of our offense is coming through Jonathan Taylor right now, and that's insane to think about. Yesterday, I think the Colt. I mean, Carson went through for fifty-seven yards, yeah, fifty-seven yards, and only fifty-six more yards came from rushing from other players, and that was Carson Wentz and Ashton Doolin. So you look at it, 113 yards yesterday from anyone other than the name Jonathan Taylor. Taylor had more yards by himself and had a touchdown. He was single-handedly more responsible for any of our offense last, last night than anyone else by a long shot. What he's doing, putting this team on his back, putting the the NFL on notice, Like this, You haven't seen a running back do what he's doing right now in a while and just the way he's doing it. It's not just stats. It's importance. It's winning games. It's doing clutch things in clutch moments. Jonathan Taylor, that game last night, the Colts had to get the first down. Had to. If they did not get that first down, New England would have gotten the ball back. One minute left. Had a chance to come back and get a field goal, tie the game up, win it. In overtime, if Jonathan Taylor and this Colts team do not get the first down, and what does he do? First down's not enough for me. I'm going to take it to the house. And, I mean, I know a couple people broke down that play. I mean, I'll give big props to uh, to Granson and Fisher on that play because their blocks were so important to opening up that hole. I mean, that was impressive. But, yeah, I mean, going off of what this Colts team did last night, I mean, it's just so incredible what they're able to do, we were asking all week. We've been asking all season, Colts, can you beat a good team? Can you beat a good team? And you not only just beat a good team, you beat a great team. And you did it in every facet. You beat them offensively. You beat them defensively. Defense played a hell of a game outside of the fourth quarter. And then, of course, special teams. E.J. Speed, now his second special teams touchdown. He actually has more touchdowns this year than T.Y. Hilton, which is pretty funny when you think about it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that game last night, I mean, again, if you're a Colts fan, you just need to be happy about this. Don't don't try and pick it apart and make it worse than what it actually is. Just celebrate the fact that this team played a good football game and that at the end of the day – we're one win closer to getting to where we
2: want to be, and that's the playoffs. Absolutely, man. I mean, the number five seed right now. You think like a lot of people said, uh, divisions out of reach, right? Well, really, only two games out now. You know, like honestly, I know it. It's probably not going to happen. But this game makes you think maybe the division's not as far away as maybe we think. You know, uh, but regardless, the number five seed's fantastic, top seed in the wild card right now, and. We talk about this, Derek, all the time. You know, you, you mentioned it a little bit. I'll touch on it again. Can you finish? Can you beat good teams? This team has done this consistently throughout this season, where they've j- jumped out to these giant leads. I even said it in this game. I said, "I don't. I am not going to be comfortable until there's zero on the scoreboard, right? I'm not going to be comfortable until there is." And they did exactly what I thought they might do. They let New England back in that game. They did a bunch of stupid stuff there, especially in that fourth quarter. And all of a sudden you look, you're like, oh boy, it's a three-point ball game. But credit to them, Jonathan Taylor, obviously the big factor, but even the defense near the end, they were able to close a game out. I mean, if this was the Colts team from a couple weeks ago, earlier on in the season, I think they lose that game, Derek. I really oh, do. I think they yeah, lose that absolutely. game. And that's what you want, at, you know, moving into the playoffs. You want your team to be able to close out games. You want your team to be able to gel together. You want your coaches and your players to be on the same page, right? You're your, your coaches are trusting your players and your players are trusting your coaches to put them in position to do good things. And that's what happened, man. That's what happened. This team finished. I thought they did a really, really good job um, closing out. You know, they, they've struggled a lot. Like, you know, it gave me kind of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay vibes a little bit. I was like, are they going to do this again? Are they seriously going to blow this lead? I remember thinking that I remember just sitting there just like emotionless, just like, really, are we going to do this again, guys? Are we yeah. going to do this again? But Jonathan Taylor, man, I mean, MVP, I mean, he. I don't think there's any question anymore because he just took put this team on his back and closed out that game, man. He just nailed in the coffin for this game. And this is big, I think, for your confidence moving forward, obviously, because Patriots were the hottest team in football, Derek. I mean, they were. Hottest team in football, right b- behind the Colts. They scored the most points in the league, right? Like, they they were, I think it was like, they scored over 30 points in like pretty much every single one of their matchups this year, or especially recently, they've scored a lot. So the fact that the Colts were able to hold into 17 points, talk about the defense, well, the defense had a really, really good game, especially the corners.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really was a great performance. I know everyone's going to say, Oh, the 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, they were already down at the 10 yard line anyway, the first play. And again, the only dude that destroyed you in that game was Hunter Henry. Again, it's a tight end. And Matt and I were saying it in the pregame stream. I was so nervous about it. I kept saying it. The only person in this game that's going to beat us is one of their tight ends. And Hunter Henry almost did it by himself. That was it. Nobody else did anything. Myers had a great play, a great play in that fourth quarter that brought them all the way down with about two and a half minutes left. Just a fantastic play it sucked that Iberflus did not have more safety help knowing that that was how much time was left and that they were going to eventually take a shot. I blame more of that on Iberflus because you left Isaiah Rogers in a spot where you left him all by himself and with all that empty field in the back and Myers just made a great play. But outside of that, yeah, Rocky seen great job. Didn't give up many big plays. I think he was only targeted actually once in this game and gave up maybe a three-yard catch. And then there was a couple times where he made some big plays towards the end of the game to help really enforce that physical nature. And, I mean, shout-out to Sanejo as well. Um, I know he was obviously out at the end of the game with a concussion. but And I don't know if you were seeing it, Cody, but for me watching the game from TV – he was laying the hammer on people all game, dude. He was hitting people. He wasn't just hitting wide receivers. He was nailing them. And he—he, he, I think he actually hurt two of their wide receivers yesterday. I know he was responsible for Aguilar when he kind of caved him in a little bit. I mean, shout out to him for bringing that physical nature. I mean, that's what the Colts defense really needed. They were the enforcers. You know, for 90% of that game, they were the enforcers. You know, they were the enforcers on the defensive line in the run game. They didn't allow the Patriots, and they knew that Damian Harris wasn't going to be playing in this game. So you knew you had to be aggressive up front. That rushing defense did a fantastic job uh, all game of making sure that they did not get easy runs. For the most part in the first half, I think they only had like two runs where it went more than like three yards. I mean, that was very impressive. I mean, they were making a lot of tackles. In the backfield, Darius Leonard doing a great job with that. DeForest Buckner early in the game, really getting involved in the middle. You obviously saw the first sack of the game. That was DeForest Buckner. He was big in the middle. I mean, Stallworth was doing work. I mean, just a fantastic job of setting the tone and doing what they needed to do. It's just still concerns me, the fact that we continue to allow a tight end to beat us every single week. Something has to change on that. Iberflus is going to have to figure that out. But yeah, overall in perspective, you, you only give up 17 points to the New England Patriots, and you're able to run the football the way the Colts do. I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of those games if you're only giving up 17.
2: Yeah, I mean between Stevenson and between Bolden, I guess how many yards they had. It, it's kind of wild. Yeah. I was going to say, I know Stevenson had probably less than 50, and I
0: know Bol- uh, I know Bolden really didn't run the ball at all. He was more of a catching guy.
2: Well, here's the stats for both these running backs, okay? So, for between both of them, 14 attempts for 39 yards. <sighs> Jeez. yeah, That's crazy.
0: That is a great – that's a great stat. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what you needed because, you know, they run the ball by committee, right? I mean, they run the ball almost as much as the Colts do but they run the ball by committee and i mean i brought the stats up just now i mean yeah they ran they ran maybe 70 yards in that game 81. i mean that's incredible no. that they were able to do that and you know they made it so they made it so effort looked so effortless in the first half like that they just could not get anything going new england couldn't uh in running the football and i think that's what messed up mac jones is that you know you they the New England Patriots weren't able to run the football, so you had to rely on Mac Jones early in the game to make those big throws, and the receivers also didn't help him. Uh, that first throw to Myers, that was a beautiful throw by Mac, but it, it, Myers just didn't catch it, and then of course that led to the block punt. So you know, I mean, great job of the Colts defense. And again, anyone that says that they don't have confidence in Yasin or Isaiah Rodgers at this point, you all are just haters. I mean, I'm just I'm going to call it as it is. You're, you're a hater or you just don't understand football. If you're going to ever sit here and tell me that Rocky Yassine and Isaiah Rodgers this year have not been playing at a great level of football.
2: Colts football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore. Because tick pick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices at the same seats on another ticket site, Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going hope to hope, hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, pick has got you covered there. And uh, if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just recommend Tick Pick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So If you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets. I mean, how poetic was it that Rocky Sin ended that game essentially for New England? Like, he had that last pass breakup, and I was like, you know, that's just kind of been his season. He's been so much better here in his third season than he was last year, right? He's been so much better, and it's great to see for him. His confidence is sky high right now. Same with Isaiah Rogers. You know, it's interesting when he had that big one. um, I think Rocky Sen actually came up to him and told him, hey, you're better than that.
0: Yeah, there were people that were pissed off at Rock at first because uh, he kind of pushed him a little bit, you know, kind of getting handsy with him uh, because Isaiah Rogers eventually went on Twitter and said, that was nothing. That was Rock telling me to get out of my head, you know, because it was a bad moment. But Rock, and that's the great thing about Rock, the mental maturity of that kid. Third year, he's acting like Xavier Rhodes now. It's like, get out of your head, wake up, let's go. We're getting back to it. It's fine. It's one play. Let's go. And I love that. Rock, after everything this fan base has put him through over the last two years, to make him feel like half the time he wasn't even supposed to be a part of this team, you and I were one of the few people in the Colts fan base that said, we want to try to stick this out. Obviously, he's not doing very well right now, but we still believe if he just was a little more disciplined, that he could be a good player in this league. And it's exactly what's happening right now. I mean, Rocky Assin is playing at a great level, and I love it. I just absolutely love what he's doing right now. I mean, big shout out to Rocky Assin, man. I mean, how many times, Cody, did you and I have to do a video this off season about the future potential for? rocky scene and having to try to defend him in some way how many times
2: oh i've lost count like people are people are very and this is just a fan i think it's just fans in general very easy to quickly give up on people you know mm-hmm. and that's not i'm so fortunate I, the colts are so fortunate i think that we have a coaching staff that believes in its players you know that mm-hmm. if they have a bad season that's okay you know especially the young guys that's how that's, that's, a, that's what happens, man. I mean, he's coming from temple to the NFL. That's a giant jump. Yeah, it is. Question wasn't talent. He was show. he was one of the best corners in football the second half of his rookie year. But some people just completely forgot that because he had about one bad year. Everybody's just like, he's terrible. Cut him, whatever. We'll find another corner. But I'm just like, just give him some time, man. He's got everything you're looking for. He's got the size, He's got the maturity. Like, that's a big reason why the Colts drafted him because he's mature, man. He's a hard worker. He's one of those guys that has had to work for everything in his life. And you just give him time to develop and grow as a player, and look what happens. You know? So that just goes to show for people who maybe there's certain players that we're not necessarily high on right now that are young and in the future, give them time, man. Give them time. Let them develop. Let them get used to the game of in the NFL level. Like just let them do that, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to switch back to offense here for a second. I will you you asked me a few weeks ago to apologize. Okay. Yes. You asked me a few Continue weeks ago to, do this, to apologize. Man. And <clears throat> I feel bad because I made people think that I wasn't fully endorsed in what Ashton Doolin has been doing for the Colts over the last few weeks. So I want to sit here and I want to come out right now to you, Cody, and tell you, I am very sorry for ever doubting Ashton Doolin and what he has been for this team this year. Very limited chances on offense, but every time Ashton Doolin steps on the field for the Colts, one time a game, he makes a ginormous play on that offense that just makes you go amazing. And that was how it all started. That's how the whole offense got going was Ashton Doolin. It wasn't Jonathan Taylor. It wasn't Naheem Hines. It wasn't Carson Wentz or Michael Pittman. It was Ashton Doolin, the first run of the second drive, getting that 37-yard rushing attempt down the sideline, putting them in New England territory, and the rest was Jonathan Taylor afterward. And, of course, Ashton Doolin and his special teams, and we all know what what a great special teams player he is. I think it's fair to say that, you know, I, again, I wasn't trying to say I wasn't going to apologize for Ashton Doolin. I thought he was doing great. But, again, this week, again, just reminds me I need to apologize to you about Ashton Doolin. I hope he sticks around for a while because what he does for special teams and the spark he's been able to provide on offense in the limited times. I mean, it's, it's a, it's fantastic to see it.
2: I mean, I'll keep saying it. I've tweeted it before. I'll say it here. I'll keep saying it. Ashton doing these more snaps. He needs more snaps. I want to see more of this guy. Cause you're right. Every time he touches the ball, he, he makes a big play. You know, that's kind of what, that was what we said about Paris Campbell, right? Every time he touches the ball, he has a good play. He makes a big play. Well, why wouldn't you give him more touches at this point? You know, like, your receivers have been eh, subpar outside of Michael Pittman. I'm just person- – I want to see Ashton Doolin get more of a role in this offense. I get it. Special teams, you know, he's one of the best special teams players in the league right now. I believe he's leading the league in tackles, if I'm not yeah, mistaken.
0: Yeah, he is leading the NFL in tackles and special teams. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I mean, I get that portion, but I do think he deserves a larger role with continuing to produce for this offense, especially if that offense gets into the funks like they get into sometimes. You need a player like Doolin to be able to take the top off of a defense, keep him honest, you know, things like that. So, yeah, Ashton Doolin, love, love, all love for Ashton Doolin and all that he's continued to do. Um, I love that play design, you know, just getting him in open space. I think I want them to do that more with Ashton Doolin and his speed that he has, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think offensively,
0: let's kind of keep on the train of the offense here for a second, because then we'll talk about Frank Reich and his coaching staff, because I feel like that's kind of getting swept under the rug here. I think I saw a few people yesterday still wanting to question Frank Reich about how this game almost got out of play, out of hand. I, I don't even know how you can even think for a second that Frank Reich had anything to do with that. I mean, we're talking about Carson Wentz here and the kind of game that he had. I think that it is hilarious how how much recency bias a lot of fans have. And you know, a lot of and some of those people watch our show. Some people that watch our show understand that, you know, one game is one game. It was bad. You move on. You try to improve. You got to get better from here. I just think it's hilarious that, I mean, obviously over the last few weeks, his numbers have tailed off because of what Jonathan Taylor is doing. You haven't had to use Carson Wentz that much over the last few weeks because of the fact that Jonathan Taylor and these boys are running the ball so effectively, you don't have to throw the ball 30-plus times a game if you're Carson Wentz because you're able to run the football now. In terms of just yesterday, I mean, you and I both said it. I mean, Carson Wentz was bad yesterday. He wasn't good. I mean, it it wasn't a good game. But, I mean, I'll be honest, I mean, Michael Pittman getting ejected certainly didn't help. Uh, you already say how much how bad your wide receivers are as a collective unit outside of Pittman, and of course you get rid of Pittman. Great, now you're one other guy down, and then on top of it, you know guys were dropping passes. Moali Cox, that should have been a touchdown, bro. I know that it was high, but that hit your hands, man. I mean, you you're you're the guy that's supposed to go and get those. You know, that's your job. You're the big man. You're the big tight end. You're the basketball player. You're the guy that can go up at 11 feet and go and get those freaking footballs up there. And I've seen a bad trend from moali Cox over the last few weeks. And he has been dropping the ball a lot over the last few weeks. And it's very concerning because, you know, of how he started the year and how Carson Wentz was using him to kind of get involved. And moali Cox just hasn't, really been taking advantage of the opportunities he's been getting on these contested catches. So, you know, obviously Carson Wentz having issues with those guys. You know, he had to face pressure a couple of times when he did throw. I mean, Frank Wright did the right thing yesterday, and that was keeping the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, not relying on the pass and really emphasizing the run because obviously the Patriots didn't do enough to be able to slow down Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, again, I I know Carson Wentz had a bad game, but if anything, I think that should make Colts fans happier because you realize that even though Carson Wentz had the worst game of his of his season, you were still able to physically dominate one of the best teams in the NFL. And that should give you an understanding and should make you think, okay, so if Carson doesn't have another game like this and he plays better coming into the next game, which we assume he will, then that makes you think, okay, well, then that's good. means we can still beat good teams, even if Carson Wentz has a bad day. makes you think if he has a great day, then it's great that we should be able to beat good teams. I just don't understand why this this is now being told, oh, well, this shows that it was a bad idea to give up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning are subject to change T- terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in a pre- state where play through WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
2: all right so i, I might be rant time here so just prepare yourselves here so anybody who's listened to our show over the last year right of carson having carson wentz I mean, I feel like you would understand that we – I feel like we try to – we strive here to, to try to be as objective as we possibly can, right? Obviously, we're fans. We get excited when the Colts win, all that stuff. But we try to be objective. All right, Carson Wentz, not a good day. I mean, stu- stupid decision. Yeah, that interception he threw was – Insanely stupid. Probably the, dumbest decision. Probably the dumbest decision he's made all year. I mean, yeah. honestly, one of, if not the dumbest decisions he's made all year. He flat out sucked yesterday. Like, I'll just say that. He did. Yeah, he didn't have a good day. No. He didn't. He didn't. But you know what? It's so hilarious to me because I have never seen a quarterback under such a intense microscope as Carson Wentz. Like, it's actually wild. Like, he's had seven games this year over 100 quarterback rating. Seven games. And he's had other games, more than seven games, over 80 quarterback ratings. Right, you throw in that Tampa Bay game, you had like an 86 quarterback rating, and that last one was because he kind of threw a hail mary, you know, and it got intercepted. But really, that's over 90 if you don't count that. But for whatever reason, and I saw this person, somebody tweeted, they said, "We're not going to go anywhere with Carson," and I said, "Are you insane? Like, are you stupid? Do you not understand football?" And for, and at this point, man, I just it's just insane the amount of stupidity that's going around right now. Around Carson Wentz. He had a bad game. Let's call it what it is. Let's move on. How many other games has Carson Wentz been fantastic? How many games has Carson Wentz put the Colts in position to win? Yes. He's been their best player, right? He's had those games. I like, think the Baltimore game, man. He yeah. put the Colts in position to win. That Jets game. He was fantastic. He was amazing in that game. Mm-hmm. There's other games I can point to as well. Yes. When he has one bad game, all of a sudden, he's a terrible quarterback.
0: And also, by the way, for the Ravens game,
2: I mean, again, statistically,
0: he was very close to Lamar Jackson in that game. Everyone said, oh, Lamar Jackson, MVP game, MVP game, threw for 430 yards, four touchdowns and one interception. I mean, Carson Wentz had 402 yards, two touchdowns to no interceptions. Very freaking close to what Lamar did. But, of course, since he didn't win, oh, Carson Wentz, boo-hoo. But people fail to realize that he literally put the team in position to win. Had Blankenship made that field goal, we wouldn't have lost that game.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's multiple games you can point to this year where Carson Wentz was not the issue at all. This was the first game, maybe the first or second game. I mean, you could count that Tennessee game. Yeah. In my opinion, this was the second game that Carson Wentz was a problem this year. This whole year, in 13 games, I believe it's 13 games. Only two games. That he's actually not been good, or he's had made some dumb decisions. You'll take that ten out of ten times, man. Any yes. other quarterback, I guarantee you, if any other quarterback has a day like that, but they win, nobody's talking about it. But because this Carson Wentz, for whatever stupid reason, people get on their. Ugh, I just, I'm so frustrated by the <laughs> the sheer stupidity out there, man. Like, I'm gonna call if if you're saying Carson Wentz isn't our guy. What have you been watching this season? Like, are you just stupid, or are you just stubborn as a mule? I have no all idea. I, that that, that all, I, all I can say that can explain people. We said, man, we are. We try to be objective. We mm-hmm. say he had a bad game. He did have a bad game. Cool. You move on. Why are Colts fans – Colts fans are the worst at celebrating wins because they nitpick every single I know. Every little thing. I'm like, we just beat the number one seed. Shut up and enjoy the win, man. Just yeah, shut enjoy up and enjoy it. the win for once. Like, again, I re-emphasize it. He had
0: his worst game of the season. I have a very strong opinion that he's going to come into this next game against the Cardinals, and he's going to do better. I believe that they will. Their secondary is not as strong as what the Patriots' off secondary is, so you feel like you can maybe uh, get a few more points on that. Again, it's not all Carson Wentz's fault. If some of his receivers don't drop passes and his offensive line, especially on the left side with Eric Fisher – did a better job of protecting him, even though yesterday, the one sack that Carson Wentz did take, that wasn't on Eric Fisher. It was actually on Braden Smith. So, you know, we can't blame Eric Fisher for that one. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, the Colts, you're not seeing a lot of productivity out of Carson Wentz because right now he doesn't have to have those moments. He is simply letting Jonathan Taylor carry the load right now. And that's fine. I just don't I don't see why it it has to be such a problem. Everyone's saying run the damn ball, run the damn ball. Well, that's what we're doing. And that's why Carson Wentz is only having to throw the ball over the last three weeks, is only having to throw the ball basically like 20 times a game right now. I mean, that's great. That's what you want. You don't want your quarterback throwing the ball like Mac Jones did yesterday 45 times. That shows a complete imbalance of the opposing team and how you're able to do things. You would much rather have your quarterback throw the ball 20, 20 times or less and have your running back run the, the ball 30 times rather than having only 40 rushing yards like the Patriots did yesterday and have your quarterback throw the ball 50 times. There, It shows a complete imbalance, and that's exactly what you don't want. Okay, so again, we sat here and we specifically stated Carson Wentz had a crappy day. You learn from it. You learn the mistakes. I guarantee that's the first thing that Frank Reich's going to mention to him. They're going to show that interception, and they're going to show it, and they're going to say, no more of that. No more of that. Yeah. When you see, If you see triple coverage, you do not ever try to throw that and force that in there. That's a Carson Wentz trait. That's unfortunately what you get with a strong gunslinging arm that he has Sometimes he thinks he can fit a ball into some places where they just can't go. Okay. It happens. Every quarterback has that. I just find it hard to believe. I just wonder, do any other opposing fan bases do this? Where like the, every quarterback has a game like this. Every single one, even the great Tom Brady has had games where he just doesn't have to do anything and has like one. It doesn't look great. I I just wonder like, do the do opposing fan bases do the same thing? Like trash their quarterback saying that they're not going to go anywhere as much as Colts fans do? I just don't know.
2: It It's actually baffling to me. The dude attempted 12 passes the whole game. He didn't have to. He didn't have to win this game, you know? Yeah. He had a dumb exactly. decision. He had a couple dumb decisions in this game. Okay, you move on. You won. He'll be better next week. He will yeah. be. I mean, like. New England, everybody just like completely, for some reason, just forgets New England is a top three pass defense as well, and you yeah. Michael Pittman, and yeah, Carson Wentz has a bad day, okay? Yeah. You know what? And you still win by 10. Yeah, so and, drive- and of course, that first drive, had
0: Carson Wentz connected with Michael Pittman, I mean, that first drive, we might have had a touchdown. I mean, he just overthrew him by two yards. I mean, Michael Pittman had J.C. Jackson blown off the line right from the get-go. It sucks that Wentz couldn't make that throw because that was such a beautiful play by Pittman. That sucks. You know, I mean, just you move on. I mean, again, we put too much emphasis on Carson Wentz right now. We should be talking about everything else. The fact that you can run the ball at ease against one of the best defenses in the league, your special teams, again, delivered in a prime time moment, your defense doing everything that they could To play this again, I thought the Colts were playing for something more important yesterday. I mean, obviously, Ryan Kelly didn't get to play yesterday. We knew uh, we obviously understand why and obviously thoughts and prayers are with them. I thought that this Colts team had a fire lit, especially because of the situation going on with uh, the Kelly family. You know, it's just one of those things. We're also not talking about. What The energy that the Colts played with yesterday, it was contagious, man. I mean, you saw Carson Wentz, even after having a bad game, still the energy from him was at an all-time high. You never see him retaliate against guys. We haven't seen it all season. But for somehow, re- some reason yesterday, he was in every New England player's faces, yelling at them, trying to get at them when he could because he was pissed off. He was pissed off at the way they were tackling him. They were pissed off at the way that they were taking cheap shots on some of our players. I mean, that is contagious, man. And this Colts team, I mean, I'm sure Darius Leonard probably said some stuff in the in the locker room too talking about, you know, cuz obviously Darius Leonard's the trash talker of uh, the whole group. I mean, I'm sure he was probably had a few words about the Patriots as well. So, you know, I love that if the Colts can play with that kind of mindset every week from this point on, then yes, there. I don't believe, I honestly do not believe there's a team in the NFL that can, st- that can stick with us right now if they play at that mindset that like they did last night. There's not a team that can stick with them. And of course, a lot of it is because of Lucas Oil. I mean, you guys yesterday, I mean, you were at the game, obviously. I mean, was that place not electric or what?
2: Man, yeah, that was – oh, my goodness. (laughs) I haven't seen Lucas Oil like that in a while. I haven't seen the stadium erupt like that in so long. When Jonathan Taylor broke that run, that was the largest I think it's ever been in Lucas Oil Stadium like What about
0: that block punt?
2: I mean, what about that block punt? That was awesome too. Yeah, that was really – that was like so like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it just happened, you know. But, yeah, oh, my goodness, what an electric crowd that was. Um there was a lot of Patriots fans in there, actually. Oh, there was I'm this, sure. I, there was this guy behind us that was just talking trash when the Patriots are coming back, and then I, I just looked back at him and I just like nodded, and he just was like, "Crap." <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> yeah, you know, dude,
2: I thought. Was- yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say how I feel about New England fans. Basically, they they got what they deserved, man. Yes, they did. Because some of the, I, I just, yeah. We're not going to get into that because there's probably New England fans who are going to watch this and probably come at us, but whatever. I don't care if we won. So <laughs> hey, get Kenny you Moore, yourself.
0: of all people, I mean, I, I love Kenny yeah. Moore and what he said.
2: That was amazing.
0: Obviously, he uh, he uh responded
2: to you on Twitter, which is yeah. great. I so, love that well, he people, called
0: you champ. That I made know. me laugh so hard. I don't <laughs> know why, but I loved that. I loved it.
2: Yeah. So for people who maybe don't know – so Kenny Moore, I, I had posted something. I didn't tag him. I just like put his name. I said, I want to, I want Kenny Moore to get an interception against the team that let him come to Indianapolis. I am speaking it into existence. And then earlier today, he said, ah, oh, I missed, like, I'll get it next time champ or something. Yeah. And along those lines. And I said, well, you know what? You could just make it a very Merry Christmas and get one next week. <laughs> so we'll be good.
0: I loved it. I loved yeah. that. And I thought it was, it, I thought it was great. What I don't remember. I think he said it after the game. He said in response to what was posted on Indystar, uh earlier this week, oh, about, yeah. uh, the, the, the diehard fan that said he no longer wanted to go to diehard. games for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons being that, you know, people stand up and show emotion during the game. Um, so Kenny Moore said, you know, respectfully – and put emphasis on the words respectively, okay? He was trying to say that. He's been reiterating that a lot, saying respectfully, if you don't want to stand up and come to the game, don't come. Like we yeah. need we need people to be loud and electric and be in this building and show that emotion. And you're right. It was probably the most electric that building has probably felt in a couple years. I mean, it probably has. And, you know, with everything on the line, Colts fans knew how important this game was for us to have the chance not only to make the playoffs, but for a mind setting, for a mindset to change for this team and around this team. Everyone in the national media counting out the Indianapolis Colts, and after after yesterday, nobody's counting out the Colts anymore. Not yeah. happening. The the yeah. national media people. I mean, Mina uh, Keem's uh, on ESPN after everybody at ESPN picked the Patriots to win that game, said, well, we effed up. We're, we're going to have to uh, probably apologize to the Indianapolis Colts come Monday. So be prepared, Colts fans, because y'all are going to uh, get a lot – we're going to get a lot of love from the national media this week. Because, yeah, we, we've shaped up – we have personally shaped up the AFC landscape in the playoffs. We are yes. now from a nobody – to now fifth in the seeding and dropped the Buffalo Bills and have dropped the Patriots from the number one seed to the third seed. And then, you know, a lot more things can still happen. So, you know, I mean, again, what this Colts team's doing right now. I mean, and real quick, a uh, shout out to Frank Reich again for getting this team prepared and what they did. I mean, the message was different this week. You know how we always hear him say, Every week is just another week. Well, him and the Colts, it felt different this week. It felt personal. It felt personal. It felt Mm -hmm. like, honestly, Cody, and this is kind of funny because, you know, I think this was more, it felt like an old school college rivalry game. Where it felt like in the locker room, you're building up all year for that one game at the end of the year where you say, we hate this team. We hate everything about them. For everyone that played them before us that wants us to whoop their asses, we're going to go do that for you guys. And it felt that way. It felt that way through the game. It felt that way leading up to it. It felt that way afterwards. Quentin Nelson talked about it. Frank Reich talked about it. Reich and the coaching staff did a fantastic job of getting this team prepared for this game and sticking to the game plan. And it worked so perfectly, man. I'm just so happy right now.
2: Yeah, well, you haven't done it in so long. As fans, you're just kind of like, what is this team doing for the past decade, you know? Like, he did not beat them one time? I guess that wasn't even a rivalry anymore at one point. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just sad, actually. You know, the fact that New England just, every time I just... Before, I just had no confidence that the Colts were going to beat New England. I just didn't. And now you're right. I think this is like, honestly, I know this is like, what, year four for Chris Ballard or whatever. But for me, this game was a statement game. Like, this was a game, like, I'm so tired of saying this team has potential. I'm so tired of saying this team can hang with anybody. I want to see this team beat the best of the best. And they finally did it. They finally did it. And so for confidence moving forward, man, I mean this has got to be huge. I honestly think with how the Colts are playing right now, they could go undefeated the rest of the regular season. I really believe that. In my opinion, this was their toughest game and they won by double digits. They probably should have won by more, honestly. You know, they only scored 7 points in the second half, so they probably should have scored a little bit more and that game probably shouldn't have been as close, but Right now, man, I think the Colts are the hottest team in the, in the league. The hottest team, certainly, in the AFC right now. And crazy to me, man, that the Colts at one point were one and four. And now we sit here. They're eight and six. They've won a ton of games in a row. They've lost a couple of close games. But they've been able to beat some playoff teams this year in the AFC, of all things. Yes. They beat the Buffalo Bills. They beat the New England Patriots. They have done themselves favors this year, things that they haven't done in the past. Right, things that we would say. Th- this is why I was so frustrated with Frank Reich for so long because the Colts couldn't do those things for a while, the first couple years, right? And now they're finally doing that, and I just love that, man. I just love that. So yeah, shout out to shout out to all the coaching staff, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to Flu. Shout out to Bubba Ventrone. He was fired up. After he was that. fired
0: up during mm-hmm. that one, dude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, shout out to everybody. They had man. to like hold him back. They had to, like, hold him back and get him back on the sideline because he was so hyped after that block punt, dude.
2: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So it was a great game, man. I mean, this is just so great, obviously, for the seeding, but just for the confidence of this team moving forward, thinking we can do it, man. We can beat anybody. We can. And we did. You did. You beat the number one
0: seed in the AFC. There's no no excuses at this point. I don't care if you're the Chiefs. I don't care if you're uh, New England or anybody. You've shown you can do it. You you did show it. And even when your quarterback had his worst game of the season, you showed you can do it. Now, just go repeat. Go show it. Do it every freaking week, man, because you have no excuses now. Now everybody knows you.
2: Yep. And Frank Rockett even said it in Hard Knocks, man. He said, right, he said, we can go. We can beat any team in the NFL. We can. We can do it. We just got to do it. We got to lock in. And they did. So Hard Knocks is going to be fun this week. I, right. am so <laughs> I am so pumped.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's going to be
2: so crazy. It's going to be amazing. I mean, this is just a week, band where you just sit back and you're like, it's like as a Colts fan, you like, breathe a sigh of relief. You're like, finally.
0: Yeah, I know, right? It's finally. like, finally, we beat a good team, a great team, and the one team that's been eluding us for a, a decade,
2: and we finally – did what we needed to do, finally. Finally. It's about time, man. I'll just say that. It is a long, long overdue for this team. But, I mean, I think the Colts right now, like I said, they can beat anybody. You do not want to see – trust me. You do not want to see the Colts in the playoffs if you play them. No, they don't want to
0: right now. The way the Colts are able to run the football, the way they're able to physically dominate you up front. I mean, and we've been doing it time and time again. I mean, what Jonathan Taylor is doing right now – And what this offensive line is doing right now, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's kind of uh, the opposite of what the NFL wants to actually have happen, which is the offense is dominated by the quarterback. Well, it's not been dominated by the quarterback this year. The the Colts are being led to the playoffs by a 22-year-old running back, or 23. I'm not sure exactly of his age right off the top of my head, but a a second-year running back. Out of Wisconsin, who is looking like the best now, the best running back in the NFL, and of course the NFL social media page freaking loves it. In their caption, it literally says. In their bio, it says JT for MVP. Literally, it's it's a JT. It's a JT fan page at this point. They (laughs) they got the header changed for Jonathan Taylor, and (laughs) I mean it's 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 phenomenal, man. But of course, you know this all has to come down. At some point, because, you know, you got another game on Saturday, prime time. Everybody's going to see it again. They're going to see, can you back up what you just did? And, you know, the Colts have to have to relock in. I mean, it's a, a new opponent, different challenges. And, you know, the season still is still alive. I mean, we talked about it last week. Uh, If the Colts were to lose this game, my personal opinion, I think that it's the one game you could afford to lose because it's an NFC opponent and it's not an AFC opponent, which the reason why the Colts are so high seeded right now is because of the fact that their AFC record is so good. So, you know, of course you have to beat the Raiders and the Jags at the end of the season in order to make it in. But, you know, again, another prime time stage and, you know, it's another chance to show everyone that you're legit because the Cardinals have the best record in the NFL right now. So, We're going to see what this Colts team's made of, playing two teams back-to-back that were the best in their conferences.
2: Yep. And that's what you need, man. If you can beat these good teams, you can beat anybody. You can. Exactly. So, all right, guys, that'll do it for our recap. Colts versus Patriots. Huge game. Probably my favorite game in the last couple years. (laughs) I mean, that's what we need. Like, just from a fan's perspective, I mean (laughs) –
0: I can breathe now. Like, yeah, I was I was so I was so exhausted after that game, bro. I was so done with that because I was so nervous. But oh my gosh, I'm I'm so glad I watched that, man. Said last night, I'm so proud of this freaking team. Don't care what anybody tells me. I'm so proud of this team. I, I love this team. I love what they stand for, I love the pride that they play with. And I, I'm so happy to be a fan of this team.
2: You and me both, man. You and me both. That's why we do it. And also that stream was nuts last night from what yeah. I saw.
0: I think so there was about, cool. there was close to 600. I think there was about 600 people in there uh, towards the end when uh, Patriots wow. were getting close to being like making it a close one. Uh, yeah, I think it was close to 600. Jeez. Obviously, I think what, it's now up to like 16,000 views on YouTube now. I so. About
2: eight, About 17 or 18.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that was, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's our biggest, our biggest live stream ever. So, I mean, I'm glad I was able to do it. You know, yesterday was my birthday. So at first I was kind of contemplating whether or not I was going to do it, but I'm glad I did. I mean, I'm glad I got to share that experience with all of you. And you all got to see me absolutely go nuts uh, when Jonathan Taylor broke that last touchdown.
2: (laughs) What a, that's probably the best birthday present you've gotten in a long time.
0: <gasps> oh, my gosh, dude. I said it. I said it so many times on Twitter. I said, nothing would make me happier on my birthday than a Colts dub. And we did it, man. And we Zach did it. Zach got it, too, man. Zach Paschal got it for his birthday, too. That's so right. there you go.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. That'll do it for this one. Let us know in the comments below your thoughts on the game. Was there any topics or any points in this game that we didn't discuss? I know – there's probably more things we could have talked about, but we wanted to keep it under an hour, just because there we could talk for probably two or three hours if we really wanted to. But we wanted to keep it as concise as possible. Like Derek said, I mean, you still got three games left, and you got the best team in the NFC coming into town, or you're going there, going to Arizona. You're traveling to play the best team in the NFC on Saturday. So, I mean, anything's possible, man. But huge win for the Colts here, and they and us obviously. Great in all departments for this team moving forward. Hopefully they can continue to ride this momentum they have and make the playoffs for the second straight year. We shall see how the rest of the season plays out. But appreciate everybody for tuning in. And as always, Go Colts!